welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I am your host, Josh Cannon, and today we are about to chop it up. All right, everybody. So today we are experimenting, basically. So as you are hearing this recording of the episode, we are both streaming this live on Instagram and recording the audio platform version of that. So if you hear any hiccups along the way while we're doing this podcast slash live interview, be be courteous, be patient, because this is the first time I've done this, but hopefully everything runs pretty smoothly. All right, so uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today by the name of Jeet. He is a Richmond photographer, very well adapted and a talented creative in the RVA Richmond area. So Jeet, what's up? Nothing much, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, um, so tell the people a little bit about yourself, like uh, what you do, what your style of photography is, anything that you wanna let everybody know about yourself. Uh, I'm a photographer based in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I'm opening, open to traveling wherever I'm needed. Uh, I mostly do like portraits and just like creative work right now. And yeah, that's the basics right there. Okay. So uh, portraiture, portraiture is like your main means of shooting. Like, do you dabble in any branding work or any product photography or anything like that? Um, well, I, I work with brands every now and again. Um, I just recently worked with a brand. So I'm always open to working with different brands. Um, as far as, uh, product work, I haven't really done much of that. That's something I will have to like get into. Yeah. Product photography is like its own beast within itself. Cause like you got to stage it, you got to set it up, make sure it looks like totally right. different. I've yeah. never done, actually, no, I've done one product shoot before and, um, it was, it was pretty fun, but I like doing portraiture, having real people in front right. of you and stuff like that. So let's start with the easy questions first. Okay. Um, talking about your photography. So how long have you been shooting? Um, I started, well, all right, when I first got my camera, it was 2017, 2016, no, 17, 18, one of those. It was a Canon T6. That was my first ever camera. That's like the equivalent of like the nifty 50, the trusty, dusty yeah. Canon <laughs> camera that everybody starts with. Right. Yeah. I started out with that. Uh, so I was shot with that for about two, two and a half years. And now I just uh, upgraded or whatever, but... I've been doing it about, I'll say, four years now. Okay, that's what's up. You got one year ahead of me. So I started in 2018, started my business officially in 2019, and um, just been rocking and rolling ever since. Yeah, as far as, like, business-wise, like, officially, I'll say maybe two years. Okay, okay, yeah. that's what's up. So is your business officially titled as your name, or do you have it titled something different? Um, Right now, yeah, it's my name. That's, like, the naming of it, that's something I've been up and down about because i'm not quite sure what i want to do with that yet mm -hmm. but as of right now yeah so where did this passion for photography come from when you decided you wanted to pick up a camera um honestly it was random like one day i'm just sitting at home watching youtube videos you know he's just on youtube just watching stuff then somehow i ended up watching photography videos and I just it just I just got hooked to it. So mm -hmm. I bought my camera and I actually started out doing um landscape pictures. Me too. Absolutely. So. That's actually how I well no, I take that back. That's not how I started, but I actually do a lot of landscape but nobody ever sees it. That's just like more so for me personally. Right. But yeah, that was like my page that I have now, that was all landscape to begin with. So that's how I got like really into it and then as I went along I just started like shooting with friends and 
getting more into it and yeah it ended up being what it is now yeah man your work is dope like um like i've been wanting to have you on as a guest for a while now like when i was first starting shot and chop i think i actually still have the note in my phone where it says okay possible guest jeet right um <laughs> this person blah 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 so definitely got it that we were actually finally able to put this whole thing together and make it official Right, definitely. You got something dope going on here. Thank sure. you, thank you, thank you. Like, I, I made this because I just wanted to be able to bring more creatives together. Because, like, I feel like there's so much where people are distant and separated and see things as, like, competition. But right, Yeah, I, that's one thing about me. Like, yeah, I always, I'm like, I'm confident in what I do. You know, everybody think they're the best at what they do. But it's not a competition at yeah. all. Like, I love what you do. I love what this person do what another person do so it's like it's never a, comp a competition i'm always down to work with whoever doing stuff like this like i'm doing with you and yeah yeah and it, it builds like a standard within the community and like like the base level so if you're competing trying to undercut this person with their price and you're trying to say well this is why my work is better it in the client size or people that want to work with you i feel like it just is it makes people confused but if you can say, oh, yeah, geez, dope, go work with him. You know, he's real cool. He'll make sure you're well taken care of. And at that point, the decision isn't of competition. It's in the person's hands of like, oh, I like his style. I want to shoot with him for this concept right. or that concept with somebody else. Because like one thing with me, like say somebody might come to me with like a, spe like a, a very specific style that they might want. If it's something I know that I might not like I'm not like super comfortable with shooting out. Yeah, hit up him. Him, I've sent people to you a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. What what's the style that you would say you're not 100 percent comfortable shooting? Um, because we shoot a lot of the same stuff, so I'm yeah. surprised to hear you actually say that. I would say I don't really know how to explain. You know how like you just see something, mm -hmm. and it's just like maybe I can do that. Mm -hmm. But like with me, if I can do something like it. A high level or a level what I think is a high level and I feel like somebody can do that better than me then I will refer them to yeah. that person that may be able to do it better yeah that's respect man because the same thing can go in the opposite direction like if somebody for me I suck at compositing like that's not my cup of tea I've done it maybe like once or twice so I'll be like hey this is a concept you want to do yeah go hit up uh such and such like right. he, he get you straight because I don't want to do a subpar job where I know somebody else could do it better like you said right. and then later on down the road they can refer something to me like I feel like something I have my trademark with is smoke that's my thing I yeah, love smoke you do real good with you that. know smoke and colors and all of those things so that's that's my trademark you know I might do that better than some somebody else might do compositing better than me and then right. we can switch off clientele and keep this thing growing yeah, it was like a revolving door almost yeah so um, let's talk a little bit about your creative direction. So where are you getting these creative concepts from? Because for all of you that are listening and or watching this, please go check this man's workout because like his creative direction with all of his work is amazing. Um, so I guess I would want to ask you, where are you getting these ideas from? Are you getting it from models? Are you doing it yourself? Or like, where are you getting all of this stuff from? Um, a lot of the stuff, like, well, everything you see on my page, uh, I get my mostly my inspiration. I get it from music, from I watch anime, so that's one thing. Uh, Pinterest, TikTok. I might be out. I might just see something like maybe I can you know put together a shoot with that. Um, so it's not like one like specific thing that I get my uh, inspiration and stuff from, but like I could see something and then just you know maybe make it something more. 
Right. Yeah, like I'll be watching a movie and then like see a scene and then pause it and be like, hold on, let me. All right, save that. Right. Boom. And then like turn it into a whole photo shoot concept. Yep. So, or like you said, listening to music because like my background in music allows me to see things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I just take it and run for or inspiration from other photographers too. Yeah. And I also feel like my mood, um, like how I might be feeling this day or another day will help me think of something too. Cause one day I might be feeling up and happy and I might want to, you know, create something with like a lot of vibrant colors or whatever that might be. Or maybe I'm feeling down and I want to, not dark, but, mm-hmm. you know, make something a little bit more like moody. Okay, so you wouldn't say that your mood dampens your creativity, but it pivots your creativity. Yeah, it definitely help helps out. I just, cause I just, uh, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like when you have, when you create based on well, me personally, when you create based on your mood, I feel like it brings out you. You know, like it yeah. shows like who you are. No, I agree on that. Like that's an interesting way to put it. Like um, I know some people when they're not feeling happy and vibrant and all of that stuff, they'll say, oh, I'm not feeling creative. But that's an interesting way of you putting it. Like, if I might not feel happy, my images might come out dark and moody. If I'm feeling happy, they might be bright and vibrant. Right. So that's that's an interesting uh, way of stating how you can keep your creativity going despite what mood you might be feeling. Yeah. My next question to you is, how comfortable are you in front of the camera? There are a lot of photographers out there that aren't as comfortable in front of the camera. So when it comes to you doing self-portraits, having other people take pictures of you, like where would you say your comfortability is? I'll say I'm not a model. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a model, but I don't mind taking a few pictures, you know. Like, yeah. I'm okay with somebody taking a picture of me, but I'm not ready to sit here and plan out a whole photo shoot just for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like sometimes I'll just go in my studio and be like, oh, I got this idea. Let me go ahead and shoot it. Rather than yeah. having to call somebody to show up and like actually set up the camera and do all their things where I can do it myself. Yeah, I feel like that'll help you like we work with other people too. Just so you know, like it probably enhances your like how you pose people and stuff like that. But me personally, unless it's like a maybe I might want to take a few pictures for my birthday or something like that. But other than that, I probably wouldn't set up a photo shoot yeah i mean it like you said it helps you appreciate what the model's going through so you can sympathize better with what they're doing yeah. and i think connect with them better right yeah so like being comfortable on both sides of the lens regardless of if you're a photographer or a model will make you better on both of those sides like sometimes models like you can just pick up your phone or pick up a camera and like start snapping pictures so you know what the photographer has to deal with when it comes to putting people on the spot and as a photographer, knowing what the model feels like, they have to stand there in front of the lens. And yeah, just put you in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, um, I'm like you said, I'm not a model either, but I always end up <clears throat> in front of somebody's camera. <laughs> Look at me again. Okay. Our audience is getting a little upset. So we're going to keep it going. Um, so how do you find models when it comes to your work? Like you do have a pretty broad, vast selection of the different type of models you work with. Um, they all have different looks. They all have their unique styles about them. We've shared a couple models that we've both shot with. So like, what are you doing to find these models for your client or your, just your personal portfolio? Um, with that, honestly, if I see, maybe I might see somebody I never worked with. It might even be a person that don't even model. If I think that we can create something, then I reach out. I mean, it don't hurt to try. Yeah. Are you doing more reaching out or do you find that nowadays more people are reaching out to you? Now, more people probably reach out to me. But like when I was first starting, I was definitely reaching out to a lot of people. 
but like as of right now, you can see on my page, I've been working with a lot of the same people recently. So, yeah, I'm always open to working with new people though, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like recently, it's just been more people reaching out to me. So it's not like you just gotta, you know, you just know who you want to work with. Yeah, like it's nothing personal when it comes to it, but so you just know. No, I agree with that. Um, you find those circle of people that can contribute to what it is that your vision is that you just vibe with. Like I have people that I've been shooting with since I started back in 2019 that we still shoot now because we have that relationship with. And that also has helped me to find people that I know that I'm going to vibe with based off of energy. Cause I'm, I'm all about energy. I literally say it all the time. Like if we're not vibing, probably I'm not going to want to work with you because I do my best work personally when I feel a connection with the person that's in front of my camera. All right. You know, you can tell too, like when you're working, like you, if it's like nobody's saying nothing, y'all just standing there, you just snapping. She just moving around. Yeah. It's just like, all right, this is not going to work. Yeah, it's just like, so uh, what do you uh like to do? All right. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, What music do you want to listen to? I can play something. doesn't matter. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Wait. That's exactly what it feels like. Just <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, but um, that's cool, man. And when it comes to your portfolio, do you find that circling or keeping the cycle going with these same models has helped your portfolio? Or do you find like it's like a gap with that? See, that's kind of where I'm at right now when it comes to working with people. Because I don't. How can I put it? So I feel like it helps in a certain type of way. And then again, it doesn't help at all. Like. I feel like working with the people I'm working with, like people like it, people gravitate to it, people, you know, people support. But then again, I feel like I could probably work with like more people just to get like to a, a bigger audience or maybe a different type of audience. So an audience outside of what I already have or what I already attract. Mm-hmm. It's just like you get caught up with it. Like uh, I already know this person like Z or or Zay or um, Lindsay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these you names. You know what you can right, get from them. Right. You already know the vibe. You already know how they're going to react to certain stuff. And right. then you're like, oh, I know the work's going to be great. But then it starts to become repetitive and it's not offensive in right. the sense of like, all right, we done like 10 shoots together. I need to find <laughs> another face. I still love you. We could do something else, but like I want to expand my portfolio. Uh, so this is a question. I worded it a little bit differently. It's about collabs and paid shoots. So I'm gonna just ask the general broad question of who pays who when it comes to a photo shoot. All right, with that, I feel like it's simple to me. I feel like if I hit you up and I want to work with you, if you okay with collabing, all right, we can collab. But if you need to get paid, then you get paid, and then the other way around, vice versa. I feel like it's some way simpler than what people make it. No, man, I agree. Like, rules of engagement. You hit me up, the ball's in your court to be able to... Well, actually, let me take that back. If you hit me up, the ball's in my court to say, okay, I'm going to clap or I'm going to charge you. Right. If I hit you up, the ball's in your court to say, you're going to either charge me or we're going to do this as right. a clap. I feel like it's not as hard as what people make it. Like, if you want to get paid, then you get paid. If you really want to work, then you get paid and vice versa and so Mm-hmm. So what defines a collab for you? Like, or do you just see it as free work or do you see it as something different? Because everybody has a different different definition of what collaboration means. TFP, trade for print, time for print. All I feel stuff. like in collabing, then you need to get something from both sides. Like, uh, you need to, not need, but uh, it'll be better if you like, should. You should. Yeah. You should. 
I'll we come up with a concept. You say you want to do this. You say you want to do that. All right, then we put our ideas together. We come up with something. If we need an outfit, if we need to book a studio or whatever it is, we both contribute to that. So it's like basically having a team. Yeah. So when does it not become a collaboration and it becomes a free shoot? When it's all one-sided. Mm, Jesus, talk about it. <laughs> this man's talking, y'all. So like if, <laughs> say somebody hit me up. All right, I want to shoot. Okay. What you want to do? Like, what, what? do you have an idea already or do I have to come up with an idea? If I have to come up with it, cool. I don't mind coming up with the concept. But then if it gets to the point where you need me to provide basically everything for the shoot, then it's just a free shoot at that point. The theme, the concept, the location, the wardrobe, the props. Right. You're not getting no input. Or you put a time constraint on one in the pictures back. Like, you hit me up the day before. Let's just say, theoretically, I'm not throwing shots, I promise. Your birthday. You'd be like, hey, I want to do a shoot with you. Let's collab for my birthday. Okay, when's your birthday? Tomorrow. Yeah, people do it all the time. I mean... I deal with it all the time. So, hey. I'm just saying, I promise I'm not stepping on her toes, but if the shoe fit, yeah, put it on. That's definitely <laughs> But no, man, I'm so happy to hear another photographer say that when it comes to collabs, free shoots, who charges who, because it's like you can say it all day, but people don't realize we're pretty much all on the same page. Like everybody feels the same way. Like either you want to get paid or you want to build your portfolio. And I like right. how you said you want to just keep it plain and simple and Cause I feel like when you get deeper than that, then then it becomes like, it becomes too complicated, you know. And then you might, uh, he who we think he is or who she think he, she is to charge me, like yeah, it shouldn't get to that point. Yeah, ego get egos get involved. Like people start boasting their clout or their exposure or their connections, but it's it's just simple. Like you know, do you want to pay for this or do you want to do this as a portfolio builder where it's a collaboration where we can both benefit because. In my eyes, payment doesn't always have to be dollar signs. Right. I mean, that can be anything. Like, you may work with somebody that's bigger than you. Now you got another following that's coming to you or vice versa. So payment can definitely be different things. Or maybe I might learn something from you. You might learn something from me. Yeah, and that I love that. When I can find them all, they can teach me something. I'm like, okay, yeah, teach me something, girl. Yeah, right. what, what, right. you, what you got to show? Or, like, um, models that may do another talent. Like, you might have a model that models and draws or a model that models and, um, I don't know, also takes pictures. Right. So, like, you can start incorporating other things or musicians, stuff like that. Yeah, musicians you can learn a lot from, too, because they, they like, in our space, but then again, they're in a whole different space, too. Yeah, it it works the same way because musicians, like, when they're soloing and creating music, because I'm a musician myself, it's like you're creating something on the spot. As a photographer, even if you have a concept in your head, you're creating something right then and there in that right. point in time with your camera compared of, to your instrument. A lot of the everything, modeling, music, photography, a lot of it is ba- the same basic idea. Yeah, it's all in the creative space. It's all love. Yep. Um, so when it comes to your client work specifically, like where are you getting your leads from? Are you doing more so stuff on Instagram? Are you doing like Google ads, word of mouth, like when it comes to you getting paid, where are you getting these clients from? A lot of it right now is definitely Instagram. Um, that's I feel like that's like where you need to be at right now. Instagram, uh I'm not really sure about like Twitter and Facebook and all of that, but definitely Instagram. That's like the main spot right now. I do wanna get to the point where I don't even need Instagram to get booked. Mm-hmm. Like just strictly off uh sending uh email subscriptions to that point. But uh right now Instagram and that's it seems that's where everybody at right now. So yeah, that's true. And then I mean, 
same thing. Instagram's always changing their algorithms, man. Like, did you hear the recent change that they just put out? So basically now Instagram's going back to how it used to be where it's a chronological order of your feed. And then on top of that, now they're splitting your feed. So you have your your uh, your personal feed, which is all your followers. And then you have like your general feed, almost like the Explorer page. So now you're looking at three different feeds. And now you got to change your marketing to base around like, okay, do you want people to see your work or on your personal for the ones that follow you or the general feed, which is almost like the Explorer page. Right. The so, way it is now, I'm not going to say I dislike it, but I ain't going to say I like it. Because it's like, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Ever. Like sometimes I post that my general following, excuse me, my general following they, they usually see what I post anyway. But then again, I might post a different day, and then I have people I didn't even know follow me, or people who I never don't follow me at all might be on my page. So it's like you never know what you're gonna get from Instagram. Yeah, I agree. And like all of the trends changing, I just like putting my work out there. And using Instagram as a platform to build my community, like the right. people that support me, the people that also do the same thing that I'm doing like you. And then like the clients are going to come from that because, you know, we're all on each other's pages. We're all interacting with each other. And for me, that's really helped me out. Not trying to worry about keeping up with the newest algorithms and the right. newest systems. And I mean, like as a photographer, honestly, as long as you got your website in place, as long as you got a portfolio, some way, shape or form, you're going to be good. And then right. word of mouth builds off of that. The social media stuff, that's all temporary, man. Like, Instagram could shut down tomorrow and be like... And then you got what? Nothing. Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore, so we're going to just shut the whole thing down. And there's going to be a lot of people like, they're fucked. Like, that, that's it. Yep. <laughs> but if you put in that work behind that and, like, actually build your brand and business, then you'll be good to go. I feel like word of mouth is a big one, too, because I've done shoots, and then I might have their a friend, a friend or the client that I already had or their mom, aunt, whoever it may be. So, word of mouth, too. That's a, another big one. Yeah, I get most of my clientele from word of mouth. Like, some people will find me on Instagram or my YouTube channel or um, Google or whatever. But a lot of stuff comes from, oh, yeah, I saw you work with such and such or they referred me to you. So, right. I want to see what we can do together as well. Um, let me ask you about this. When it comes to shoots, it doesn't have to be client work. It doesn't have to be model work. But the structure of the shoot, do you more so prefer to have full creative control, meaning like they just say, do you and we just do the shoot? Or do you like to have somebody come to you with a structure, a concept, a theme when it when you're about to do a shoot? Um, With that, I like to have contribute like both sides contribute, you know, so, so half and half. Yeah, half and half. So it's not like all all one sided, especially if it's like a client, because it's like this is this is your shoot. This is what you're paying me for. So I want to know, like, like what it is you're looking for. Like, for the most part, um, most either most people either have, like, a simple idea and they're rather not really too picky about the concept of their shoot. Or a lot of people uh, send me the idea that they have, too. So I just like it to be, like, kind of 50-50, you know, just so you know what they're looking for and then you know what you may want to bring to what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way because mutually we can come to terms with it. So later on down the road, there's not like any discrepancy where like I don't like any of this stuff or, you know, you like something and the client doesn't like it. Right. So it just puts everybody on equal terms when you have, um, I guess, mutual input on the whole topic and the situation. Yeah. Like with collaborations, that's definitely I wanted it to come from both sides. 
All right, so let's talk a little bit about more of the business side. So we know that you're a photographer. We know that you shoot fire and heat. You know, you're the Richmond GOAT, all that good stuff. <laughs> so let's talk about why you decided to open up a studio space to expand your business. All right, so the whole studio thing. Um, I had got a studio. I had got the building. I was doing the floors and everything. And less than a week later... The whole building flooded. I remember that. I was actually there that day. You probably don't know, but I was actually going to um, Lindsay, her makeup studio, and uh, that whole thing was happening. I was like, dang, it's flooding. And then I saw you posting your story, and I was like, dang, I didn't even know he was in the building. Yep. I had, the place was flooded. It was the worst. But so I ended up not going through with that. So right now, I'm just going back and forth between two different places um, until I can find like a set spot where I wanted, like I'm comfortable at and I want to have everything at. So I've been looking at that. I seen one spot that I like, so I've been just looking at that. But as of right now, I'm just between two different spots. Do you feel that owning your own studio is a natural progression to being a business owner when it comes to photography? I think that depends on how passionate you are about it, um, or how serious you take it. Because I feel like if it's if photography is something that you do every now and again, or maybe you just want to shoot, then there's really no point in you having your own studio. But if it's something that you're looking to do like full time, I would say having a studio is good because that can bring in other types of business as far as people like booking your studio. Um, Passive income and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So from a business point, that'll be that's a good move to make if you're trying to uh, go full time with photography, I feel like. Okay, so um, what's what's the steps that you took to actually find your studio? Because me personally, I'm still trying to find a spot that's not at my house. Um, but like, let the people know a little bit about like what what was the steps, the process that you took to actually finding a studio, establishing a place where you can do your own photo shoots and stuff. Um, with that, um, a friend of mine, Keisha, shout out to Keisha. Uh, what's up, Keisha? She she was the like the main person I started out with that as far as like doing portraits and stuff. Because before that, it was just mostly landscape. But um, yeah, she ended up getting her own spot at this uh, place the place of that flooded uh so i was shooting there uh for i was doing stuff for her i was doing my own stuff then eventually that turned into getting the spot that i was getting so honestly when it comes to getting the studio because it's not way in richmond it's not a whole lot just like keep your eye out for different stuff uh it may be something you might not even think allows creators in there that you can actually book or not book but you can you know rent out and make it your own so basically just keep your eye out googling stuff Finding something that could work for you. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge space for it to be a studio. It's just something, you know, for you. Yeah, personally, like, I started off shooting, man, in my apartment living room that was smaller than this room that we're in right now. Right. And then, you know, getting my next apartment where this, the living room was a little bit better. I'm all the way back in the kitchen shooting through the doorway. And yeah, you then, like, what you got to do. You got to. Yeah. And you can adapt. And that's what separates, like, I think somebody that's serious about it, somebody that thinks you have to have these things in order to be a successful right. photographer. Like with me, I'm not like a I'm a, I'm the type of person where I don't need the best this or the best that to get done what I need to get done. Like I can I was shooting, like I said, I was shooting with a Canon T six for yeah. what, two and a half years. Everybody thought I had the best camera. So it's like it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna say it don't matter because equipment does matter. Man, we are definitely gonna get to that question right, to that. for sure <laughs> later on. This whole does gear matter thing, but you you mentioned a good point about that. Yeah. 
How do you deal with unhappy clients or unhappy or unruly models after, during, or before a photo shoot that you're trying to set up? Um, honestly, it's easy for me to deal with because I it doesn't upset me. Uh, if somebody's unhappy with something, I might send them. I just say, okay, what can we do to fix it? Or maybe someone to edit it and you might not like. Or if it's a reshoot you might want to do, okay, we can do this. Let's set it up for this time. I just keep it as simple as possible because I'm not about to argue with nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same with me, man. Like, you're unhappy about it. Like, look, you got the best possible product that I had to offer. Right. You see my work. If it looks like the work that I've done and you just aren't happy about it, I feel like that comes down to a personal insecurity. And that's that's not something I can fix. All right. So it's like either we can fix it or we can discuss. Maybe if you need a refund, we can discuss that. We can redo the shoot. I can re-edit, whatever. But if you don't want to do none of that, then. Sorry. That's, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, there's, there's only but so much you can do when it comes to uh, making clients happy. Right. And if it's something that they're dealing with internally outside of the, the photo shoot or the project, you as a photographer, you're not responsible for being, you know, Mr. Botch Body or Mr. Build a Model. Right. So you're or either building the confidence. We're not psychologists. We're here to take pictures. Right. So I don't know. That's that's the way I look at it. Um, what skill sets do you think a photographer should have before starting to charge for a photo shoot? I think you should learn your camera as best as you possibly can. Mm. Talk um, about it. I don't think you should just start doing something. You don't you don't even have to be photography. It can be makeup, photography, video. It can it just learn what you're doing before to your best ability before you try to charge. And I also think you shouldn't go into something charging, trying to charge the top price. You know, start a starter price, whether that be fifty, a hundred, whatever the case may be. And just, you know, start building a clientele before you start trying to before before you think you about to have 10 people booking you in a week like this is not realistic i just right. think when it comes to pricing and everything you just got to be realistic with yourself and learn what you're doing before you try to charge somebody for it okay that's important like man you said know your camera yeah. like legit know your camera inside and out like you don't want to try to book a wedding you just started doing photography two weeks ago and a cloud all of a sudden comes out and, and you don't know what to do. You're like, oh, my gosh, all my pictures are dark or I've had it happen. I did a wedding once. They cut all the lights off. They told me all the lights were going to be on. It was like these two lights. And you're just like, what do I do? What, what do I do? Right. And I also think as far as photography, learn to shoot in manual. Mm. That's number one right there. Shoot in manual. The big M. When you don't shoot in manual, you kind of handicapping yourself from learning a lot of stuff. Because you can make your cameras bright or it's dark. You can shoot wide open. You can, you know, it's a lot of stuff you could do. So I feel like learn your camera, definitely. Yeah, I mean, granted, you can shoot in the other modes like aperture priority, shutter speed, all that stuff. But if you don't know what that stuff does. There's no point in using it because it's like right, you what, see it's set at this, but you don't know what that means. Yeah, so like, like, okay, those numbers change. Cool, this kind of looks good. But, right. like, what if you want to make those fine-tune adjustments to highlight something or use your light to highlight something else or paint something differently. You can't do that in a, um, a priority mode right. compared to with full manual. Right. All right. So now we're finally to the most talked about question about gear. Okay. So let's start general and we can expand this out because this topic alone can take, you know, a good amount of time to talk about. So when we're talking about gear, 
does it matter in the sense of it can make your pictures better or does gear matter in the sense of it makes you a better photographer or does gear matter as in you have to have a certain type of brand or industry standard piece of gear to make you a better photographer? You can answer either one of those questions. I'm going to answer definitely two of them. For one, camera doesn't make you a good photographer at all. At all. You can have the most expensive camera, the best lens, the best lighting. But if you don't know what you're doing, then what's the point of having all of that? Yeah, it's going to look it's going to look shitty. But to a certain extent, it does matter. But me personally, I feel like it don't matter. Um, Because I feel like it's more so in you. The camera can enhance your pictures. I didn't see that firsthand for myself. But like if you, like I said, I'm shooting with a Canon T6 for two to three years everybody think everybody's asking me what camera you use camera you use like bro this is a 300 camera and like, if you never told them they would never know right it's not i still have that camera too that got me off a long way hmm. but gear isn't the most important thing does it help definitely but it's more so the person than the gear in my opinion yeah and to add to that i feel that gear is an ease of use so what I mean by that is like if I go from a T6i all the way up to R6, you know what I'm saying? You you probably aren't going to get the best pictures, but that R6 is going to make your job way easier. Yeah, it does make it easier. Way easier. Sure. Or on the or on the Sony side, like I have the A7 III. If I were to get that beautiful bodacious monster of the A1, it will make my job easier. Right. But I mean, I don't need it. I can still get you good pictures. I've done a lot of course, somebody in the comments is going to say Canon gang, whatever. <laughs> um, but I mean, I can still get the same job done, but I just feel like when it comes to upgrading your gear, buying gear, what gear quote unquote matters, it's like, you know, you got to know the fundamentals and the basics first. And then like when you decide upon, okay, I want to upgrade to this newest camera. Why do you need this newest camera? Right. Are you getting it for clout? Are you getting it because you think it's going to make you better? Is it going to make your job easier? And another thing with that, I feel like a big part of that is people care about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So they, oh, you using a camera? I can go buy that camera and take pictures of myself. All right, go do it. Yep. Here so you go. Like, Here you go. Take it. There you go. All right. So it's it's definitely not the camera. Like it helps, like you said, it's a big part of photography. But at the end of the day, if you don't know what you're doing with the camera, then you got all of the best gear for what? Nothing. Like I I've seen people um just to talk about Sony because you know that's what I shoot. Um, I've seen people buy the A7 IV that just came out. Like It's like in between the A7 III and the A1, which is the flagship model. And I saw the pictures they took with the A7 IV with a top-level lens. And it's just like, it looks like you shot this with worse than your phone. Like yeah. um, an Android phone. <clears throat> Sorry for any Android people out there. It looks like an Android Snapchat video or picture. That's what it looked like. Right. So like it's, it's people that got 10 times better cameras than I have. But it's like... So what? I don't care. Like Yeah. Or just some people just try to use it for clout and to boast to yeah. other photographers, but clients a client for paid work, they're not gonna know the difference between the A seven three and the A one. Right. You know, like we know it's this is a camera. Yeah, they're not the ones pixel peeping. We're the ones pixel peeping, other photographers on other photographers' work. But you know, just focus on the fundamentals and developing your style, your look, your authentic uh way of shooting. And you're going to be good. I feel like that's a big part, too. Style. Um, me, personally, I'm a big fan of, like, post-editing, uh, post like, editing after my pictures and stuff. Um, so I think that's another reason why I'm not, like, super concerned about uh, gear. Because I feel like in editing, that's where I do a lot of my work. 
Okay, right. so more of your work for the final product is done in the editing room rather than in camera. Right. Like if you well, it depends. Like if you go to my page, there's a lot of stuff up there recently where most of it is in camera. Okay. But I'm a big fan of like the editing process. So like I like to bring out color. I like to, you know, maybe I want to add in this or give it this type of effect. You know, I just like to try different things to change up the picture. Cause like I try to get as much done as I can in camera and everything, but definitely post process is at the top higher than gear on my list. Yeah, like me personally, I try to get as much done in camera because I'm lazy. So I, <laughs> I try to get it as close to how I know the picture wants to go right. and. Mainly, if I start focusing more in the editing room, it's because I want to take a pivot. Right. Something that I didn't initially use the pictures for. Like, I want to change the color, change the look, change the background. Like, do some liquefying maybe here or there. Because right. I didn't notice something that was, you know, offset. But that's about as far as I do it. I try to keep it 50-50 or 60-40 when it comes to camera, then editing. Yeah, like with me, I'll, I'm quick like to change a backdrop color or something. Like, it's a lot of stuff on my page now. The backdrop is either red or blue. And in the in the picture, that backdrop is going to be yellow, green, yep. whatever the color may be. So it's like, I'm just a big fan of, like, making things look how I want it to look. Yeah, but, see, you put that time in to be able to have those skills, both with your camera, your lighting, and in the editing room. So you have that flexibility to be able to do that. And I think that's what makes you so much of a good photographer with your work. Yeah, because like with me, I ain't gonna lie, I edit at least six to eight hours a day. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> so it's like I'm always trying to learn something. Yeah, we, we about at the same spot. I'm, yeah. You know, from the time of me getting off work to the time of me closing my eyes, we about about six to eight hours. Yeah, it's a lot more work <laughs> than people think. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, that, that back end is important. Or either watching a YouTube video, trying to figure out a new technique, yep. master YouTube a new... Best spot, I swear. YouTube University. If everything you haven't enrolled, then you're behind. Everything I know to this day is strictly YouTube. Like, YouTube, everything is... That's why I learned everything. Okay, so to add to that, you said everything you learned is from YouTube. So have you had a mentor along the way to help make you grow faster? Nope. So just Nothing. all you? It's all you. All me. I said all you. All you, not it's me. All me, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody said in the comments, currently editing right now. I love it. I love to see it. But that's I do what. feel like having a mentor can put you at a different level. Uh, that's probably something I would want to look into eventually. But as of right now, everything I've been doing, learning is 100% me. That's what's up. I mean, I respect that. Not everybody learns from having a mentor. I mean, I've had multiple mentors. And um, outside of just saying mentor, like I've been able to pull things I've learned from other people, whether the same level as me, maybe not on the same level as me or a little bit further than me. It's like, it's always something that you can learn and right. pull from somebody else. But having that person that is like somebody that you look up to that you trust to be able to give you honest feedback, critiques and advice on getting to where you want to be. I think that helps you progress a lot faster. Yeah, definitely. As far as like, um, not like learning from other people i feel like a big part of that was me finding out like who i want to be as a photographer like because like with me like personally i'm a big i'm big on like be you you know yep like don't try to do this because somebody else doing it or yeah that person gave you some advice but that don't mean you got to follow that specific advice to a t you know i agree um danny in the comments said uh would you ever consider being a mentor to somebody Yes and no. Um, I would say 
no, because me personally, I feel like I'm not where I want to be at. And yes, I know I can provide certain uh, people with information, but me personally, I want to be at a certain level. I feel like before I want to, I give out more information and I would say yes, just so, you know, I can start giving the information and I don't yeah. want to just like, you know, hold it all in, which is not what I'm doing. Eventually I do want to get to the point where I can mentor a person or, you know, help them come up. But as of right now, I feel like I'm still coming up, you know, like I mean, I'm not, we all are, man. Like, yeah. look at it this way. Like, there's something that, you know, that somebody is scratching their head at right now trying to figure out, like, how the hell do I do this? And you know how to do it. Or there's somebody that you can look at them and what they're doing and see yourself two steps behind right. or a year behind where you once were. You can be like, oh, I can resonate with you or see the passion in somebody and be like, OK, I'll take you under my wings. So, I mean, I think we're all growing like. I don't think that should be a deterrent of whether you mentor or not. I think it's more so like if you got patience or if you don't got patience. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, I'm not going to say I mentor people, but people DM me all the time asking for advice. And I, if I can give you the advice, I give you the advice. But as far as like, you know, we come together on a regular basis. We talk every day. I think like what you said, just got to get to the patience part of it. Yeah. Cause I mean, teaching takes a lot of patience. I deal with, let me think of how I'm going to word this. I deal with children every day mm-hmm. and each one of them have their own personalities. And that has been a testament to my patience and my ability to be able to teach things and being able to apply that to photography. When somebody asks me a question or asks me for help, like I don't, I'm not big on taking on every single person that reaches out to me. It's hard. Yeah. Cause some people, they just want what you want and they be like, I'm going to take it. I'm out. I'm about to do. Yeah. That's another thing I learned too. Like, you can't give everybody all information. Like, yeah. me, when people ask me for stuff like DMYs, I give them, like, kind of general information, you know? Or I might refer them to a video on YouTube or something. Because, like, most of the time, people just want the information from you, and then they're gone. Yeah, and then it's like, what do you do with that information after that to make me want to continue to work with you? Like, right. are you saying, all right, I did X, Y, and Z that you stated last week. Um, I tried this, that didn't work. So how can I do this? Or can I come and help you? Like what's, how can I serve you to show you my seriousness about this? Th- those are all the things I look at personally. Right. Yeah. To see how dedicated they are about it. Yeah. Like, are you willing to hold the light? Are you willing to like, you know, flare a piece of fabric? Are you willing to, you know, help me set up on a photo shoot? I call it building character, just like the grand master in like all the Kung Fu movies. Like he's going to make you scrub the toilets he's gonna make you like you know hit the boards right. and do like, all this stuff this? yeah karate kid moment <laughs> boom brush the fence wax the car wax like, on wax on pointless, but the whole time whole time you just push, 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 push. yeah it's time to put out that product you're like oh okay. and now you're shooting intuitively and you didn't even know you had those skills because this whole time i'm building you up right and then you keep doing you keep going you keep going now somebody asking you for advice there you go like, yeah. i love it i love to see People that I help start growing and coming into their own. And now they have people asking them right. about how to do something. So yep. that's that's what I'm all about. Somebody's laughing at us. My sister. Oh, hey, sis. <laughs> Don't laugh at us. We're just having a good time. It's all good. Um, so with things changing right now on social media, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, um, I guess we could say Facebook, more so things I feel are pivoting in a video world. Do you think that photography is still going to have a place in the creative space moving forward? I feel like photography is never not going to have a space. Why, why do you think that? If you look at it, everybody wants to have a birthday photo shoot. 
Everybody wants a wedding photographer. Music artists want a photographer while they torn or whatever the case may be. Um, people always want pictures because I feel like picture video. I mean, video pictures is all timeless, but I feel like a, a picture captures a specific moment, like right then and there. Like as is with video, you get the whole experience. You take a picture, maybe you were super happy right there in that moment. You go back, you look like, oh, I remember I took that picture, you know. So I feel like a picture is like super, super like to me. I just like pictures, you know. So I feel like it's like very timeless. Yeah, I like that, man. Like timeless, like like exactly in the moment. Like a video is a section of time. A picture is like that boom, right that exact there. moment yep. right then and there. Yeah, I like that. So proud of you, sis. Says, that's your sister, right? Yeah, Princess. She says she's proud and loves you. <laughs> I love that. Support. So oh, that just gave me a question I want to ask about. So how do you feel about friends and or family being obligated to support your business and your work? Do you feel that you should feel offended if like your friend that you know your whole life all of a sudden doesn't support your work, but you see him supporting somebody that does the same exact thing as you? Or do you not care and you focus more so on just building your business and the other people that want to work with you? All right. So I got kind of two different feelings on that. Um, For one, nobody has to support you. For one, it don't matter if it's family, friends, somebody that don't know you. Nobody has to support you. Um, Do you want the support? Yes, of course. But nobody has to support you. Uh, me personally, at first, I care so much about like what people were saying, if people were liking my pictures, if people was commenting. Uh, I used to care about that stuff a lot, but like now, do, when people support, I love it. You can go to my story and I post messages. Clients sent me all the time. I love the pictures, so I post that. You know, it means something. But if somebody's not supporting, I don't really. I'm not gonna say I don't care, but. You don't have to support me. Like it hurts a little bit when yeah. you know your homeboy just doesn't support you. But I mean, know? that's just the way of life. Honestly, like honestly, doing stuff like we do, you're gonna get way more support from people who nothing you never seen a day in your life than the people you see every day. So yeah, like, I agree. You can't expect nothing. Like me, I don't expect the support no more. So it's like when you don't expect it, you can't get hurt when it don't come. Man, that's real. Or, like, that just shows, like, what are you really doing this for? Are you doing this for recognition? Are you doing this because you love it? Are you doing it to make a career out of it? I mean, none of those questions are a right or wrong answer, but that's just something that you got to ask yourself. I just feel like, like, when you're doing something because you love it, you're going to go far with it. When you're trying to please somebody, then that's when you're going to, yeah, you might get to a certain high, but then when that high starts to come down, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what do I do now? That's where you got to lean on that passion. Right. Or, like... You know, just I don't know, like I think business wise, we're not even talking about photography in general. Like if you do hair and your your sister goes to the girl down the street and she's ranting and raving about that person. But when it comes to your work, crickets or, you know, she doing what we do, like we may do different styles of photography just because you may you may personally feel uncomfortable about what I shoot right. crickets. And then with that, I feel like people People gravitate to what other people do. It's like follow follow the leader thing when it comes to support. Because, like, all right, I'm posting. Some people like it. Okay, okay. But then as soon as they see this specific person like or share your picture, oh, my God, I want to work with him. Oh, my God, I want to, you know, let's like his pictures more. And then you're going from maybe 100 likes, then you got 1,000. Mm. So it's like, it's like a follow the leader type of thing when it comes to support, I feel like. But, you know, you can't yeah. stress it too much. Yeah, I, I like how you have that thought process. Um, 
that was just honestly a spur of the moment question, but I'm glad that I asked it because you were you explained that perfectly of how I feel. Like nobody's obligated to like support you, regardless right. of who it is. Mom, dad, sister, brother, girlfriend, boyfriend, best friend for twenty plus years. Like it is what it is. Like that just shows you that's something that you have to think about. Like, are you doing this for their um praise and for their acceptance or are you doing this because you really want to do it and yeah. that's something that you enjoy i feel like eventually you got to get to a level a point where you just do you put out work because you like the work and don't you don't really care no you don't care what nobody think because if you care what people think like i said you're only gonna get to a certain level then once you get to that level you're gonna start falling down and then you're gonna be like bro oh my gosh i'm not getting this i'm not getting that and you just start stressing yourself out that's true so speaking about falling down right um when you're in a funk or creative rut, because we all get there, like, how do you navigate your creativity and your work? Like, do you take a break and, like, go into a sense of reflection or do you push through it and, I guess, just try to make something out of your feelings? Like we've talked about before with happy pictures, sad pictures, moody pictures or whatever. Right. Um, I didn't, I've been slumped before. I just feel like it depends on how you are as a person. Um. I think some people need to take a break. I've taken breaks plenty of times before because you just might not, like, you might edit. Like, this don't look right. This don't look right. So it's just like, all right, I'm going to take a break, come back. But me, like, now, I just listen to music. Music is, like, number one on my list when it comes to being creative or getting out of a slump. Like, if I'm listening to something I, that I've been listening to and I'm not able to create from listening to that, I switch it up. Maybe I might listen to a pop song, a rock song, or whoever this artist that artist but it, me personally it's a music thing okay i can i can definitely relate to that because i do music literally every day of my life from teaching playing performing writing and i think music changes your mood too because it's like it's in your head like yep. you can't see music you got to feel music you can hear it but i feel like you feel it and that can alter your mood that's just like a side tangent outside of photography but I agree on that. We have a phrase with one of my fraternities from a poem, and it states that music is the greatest of the arts. Music is the completion from which every art form starts. Yeah, because if you think about so, it, music is you doing a photo shoot. What you doing? Listening to music. music. You driving nope. in the car. What you doing? You listening to music. Mm-hmm. Music is you at work. Some type of music getting played. Right. Have you ever done a photo shoot in complete silence? No, I can't do it. I've done it. <laughs> when I tell you, I did. I like it. No, but yeah. like they, they didn't like music. So I was just like, all right, bet. So I'm going to turn everything off. And it's just like, it was like. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have something. More. Even if I just throw in my AirPod. Hey. Yeah, just for you. That's one. I could have done that. I didn't think about that. But you I mean. Have something. Because it just, you know, you, get, you listen to your music, start vibing, you know, catch a vibe. Put you in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, I only have two more questions for you for real, for real. We've done pretty good getting through all the questions. Uh, what does art mean to you? So we're talking about the broad spectrum of the word art in its definition. What does it mean to you? Art, I feel like, is a representation representation of who you are. Um, like, it's all different types of art, music, pictures, modeling, makeup stylists you know it's all different types so i feel like art it's just a representation of who you are no matter what you may be representing yourself with you know so it's like maybe you like to dress a certain way maybe you got a certain style of pictures you know maybe you like the way your hair turns a certain type of way like no matter what it is 
It can be the simplest thing. Something is art. Everything is art. If you think about it, like, you go outside, oh, it's a tree. But when you really think about it, like, wait a minute, that's art. That's true. Yeah, so it's, I just feel like it's just a representation of who you are. Representation of who you are. I define art as freedom of expression. Somebody in the comments says, it's art in everything, which yep. is definitely true. Like, how you see something, even if it's something that somebody else made, we could look at the same exact thing and yep. see it completely different. Yep, two different uh, uh, viewpoints. Right. That was good. I like your uh, definition. That I always ask people that um, just to see how they perceive art, because some people see it different. Some people hear art better than they um, see art, or they feel it like with clay and building stuff rather than taking pictures. So, right, it, it's all different for everybody. Yeah, like I feel like I, I feel like I hear it better than I see it, honestly. Because, like I said, I can get an idea just from listening to music. So, no, I I can feel that, and like with me. It's so weird because with photography, like you said, I can hear it or see it in my head when I'm doing music, even though music's supposed to be an auditory stimulant. Like I can see it like I can see the colors in music. Like when I'm listening to music, I see different colors. Right. So that that's how I look at it. Art like that. That's how we just explain it. Like art is how you see it, how you perceive it. Right. And I feel like doing photography, too. Uh, you see a lot of things as a picture. I can look right here. This is a picture. Man, look, I see that. <laughs> Another thing, I don't know if you have this problem when you meet people and you look at them and it's like you see like, okay, they got different skin. The light's hitting them here. Or like you look at somebody like, oh, I need to fix this blemish, blemish, blemish. Yep. All the time. Or I might be out, see somebody with an outfit, be like, dang, I don't want to do a shoot right now. Right, right. Whips the camera out. <laughs> yep. Um, Danny asked another question in the comments. She said, what inspires you? I think we kind of covered that, but... Um, I guess you could reiterate that of yeah. what inspires you with your photography. Mostly uh, music. Uh, you know, just that's just my number one thing, music. There's, I'm always listening to music all the time. So, yeah, music. Yep, same. Um, and I guess for me to answer that question, music, movies, other photographers. Oh, music, movies, anime. Anime, yeah. And other photographers. That's, and other photographers. That's where too. I get it from. Oh, when it comes to other photographers' work and you see somebody do the same thing that somebody else does, is that inspiration or imitation? It's a little bit of both. And which one is bad and which one is good? Or do you see it as a good or a bad thing? It just depends on how it's done. Like, if you if you see something that inspires you and you recreate it, you put your own twist to it, all right, that's cool. But if you see somebody something somebody does and you try to create it, exactly the way they did it then that's when it kind of becomes a problem i've kind of done both so like i've seen something and i put my own spin on it or either i've seen a concept that i love exactly but guess what i did i credited the photographer i put their instagram name See, yeah, inspired by in like the description section doing that then yeah because you like you showing where you got your inspiration from but i think a lot of people don't do that so no a lot of people don't do that yeah then that's when it's like like you see, maybe you're the person that created it original, or not originally, because no idea is original. But you the one that put it out. Everybody gravitated gravitated to it, and then you see somebody else do it, and they don't credit you. It look exactly the way you did it. Then you just sitting there like, come on now. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a respect thing. I mean, yeah, but I mean I can't take it no certain type of way. Somebody like what you do, so yeah, see it as a compliment. Like, oh, okay, they like my smoke and my gels and my red light that yeah. they did exactly how I did the same exact facial expression, eye motion, everything. I think that just depends on how your ego is as a person. Mm, that's big. Explain that. Because, like, some people are big-headed, you know? They think they're better than the next person. They think 
if somebody copy me, they trying to be like me. But then again, like me personally, somebody might do it. I might copy me or whatever the case may be. I'm just like, well, they did what I did. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Cool. Right. Appreciate I mean, it. they did it. I mean, see it as a compliment, man. Like there's so many people out there that are watching what we do and we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that, let me think about this. I put it this way. If somebody's inspired so much by your work to want to copy it, that's going to keep art moving forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you said earlier, there's nothing original that somebody hasn't already done. Yeah, everything's been done at this point. I mean, you, you might get a new idea every now and again. There's nobody has done yet. But for the most part, everybody's doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But imitation keeps it moving forward. Imitation spawns creativity, and that's what keeps the cycle going. I don't really have too many more questions after that. I guess my last one to you, I got two questions. One written down, one not. Um, what would you say your trademark is when it comes to your work? Like, how can somebody pick out your work from a group of other photographers' work? Um, I would say my use of color, because for the most part, my pictures are pretty vibrant. And even I didn't hear people tell me all the time, they just know when it's a picture that I took. So I feel like I'm at a point now where I've kind of created a style that people can notice. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like... Once you create a style that people can notice, whether it be with your color, maybe it's with your posing, maybe you like moody work, vibrant work, whatever the case may be, I would say it's color. Okay. Okay. I can agree, man. Like you have like a, it's like you're punchy with the colors, but you also have that contrast. Like I definitely know your work when I see it. And I think after a while, you eventually find your rhythm, your groove where you get to that point. Um, And it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I like to like add contrast into my work a lot. So. Yeah, me too. Somebody asks, um, how do you feel when Drake said imitation ain't flattery? It's just annoying to me. Well, I feel like Drake is huge at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be annoying to him. Drake also has a big ego. Yeah. So it is what it is. Let me see. I'm trying to keep up with the, the comments and the live at the same time. Somebody also said style, aesthetics, lighting, color, emotion, the edit, signature mood type of fashion choice. I think they're talking about your work. That was from Jean Lundundia. I think you said it right. I said it right? I think so. You know who that is? Me neither. Uh, But, okay, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, That's that's all my questions, man. Like, I've gone through everything. We've been chatting for, we're going on an hour live strong now, and I think this is a good conversation. Let's leave the people with one piece of advice. So when it comes to being a business owner, because you're both the photographer and the studio owner, what's something that you would say people need to know to be successful in the creative space? Um, For one, be yourself. Don't change because you want a certain type of client. Um, Be consistent. I can, I'm still struggling with that myself, being consistent. Uh, But consistency, staying real to you, you know, putting in that work. Don't think you can take a day off because you work this amount of hours like the biggest people in the world still working is working harder than the average person so definitely put in their work be you and stay consistent okay okay i can get behind that next question what is one thing that you cannot live without when it comes to your photo shoots like outside of the camera of course what's one thing that you have to have on a photo shoot like every single photo shoot i feel like i gotta wear a good outfit Oh, so you got to have a drip. Yeah, at least a little bit, you know. Man, look, I showed up with some slacks, <laughs> I was, some sweats, bro, and a hat. It's a few things that I can say. Music, I feel like 
You got to show up to the, to me personally. I like showing up, you know, dressed at least a halfway decent. Either, well, I wear sweats a lot, so I'm like a comfy type of person. But The comfy drip. Yeah. The comfy fly. Not really too, like I have nothing specific, at least not yet. I'm pretty sure something will happen eventually where I'm like, all right, I got to have this. But as mm. of right now, nothing really specific. We got Kelsey on the live. What's up, Kelsey? Kelsey. I love Kelsey. She's amazing. Kelsey's going to be joining us on Beach Babes Season 2 this summer upcoming. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, advice, relationships last longer than financial transactions. So cultivate your relationships through collaboration and creativity. I like that. Because it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Yep. I like that, man. Nice. Um Danny also said, music is key. Keeps me sane in the crazy-ass world. Me too. Sometimes I have to put my headphones in and tune out these wonderful children. But, man, we're going on an hour and five minutes. Um, so I definitely appreciate you coming on to Shot and Chop. I know you had mentioned off camera that um, this is something different from you. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it was something fun. I hope yeah. that it was something um, good to be able to talk to another fellow creative and express your interests and opinions in photography. Yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to step outside my box, start doing different things. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what it's Appreciate all about, you, man. For sure. No, man, it's it's all love for sure. Um, everybody that's watching on the live version now, um, I post all of my podcast episodes on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So regardless of whatever camp that you're in, you can find that there. For my live version of the show, you can see it every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. I have to make sure I keep in mind my other people there. Um, well, you'll be seeing this format. But today, this episode is special because this is the first time where I've actually recorded the podcast, um, done it live, and had the guests here, and had the live studio audience. Live studio audience. <laughs> Woo, they're in the back. Yay, they're so enthused. But um, thank you for everybody that tuned in today. And uh, I hope you appreciated the conversation. We're going to go ahead and end the episode here. And G, thanks again, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Peace out.